everybody and welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Thank you for tuning in with me. I'm so happy to have you all here. I'm really excited for this episode today. Um, I love talking music and everything in between uh, pop culture uh, with this particular person. Uh, we met on Clubhouse and and you know, has been the real ass bitch ever since. And so I am so happy to introduce my good friend Shad. Hey Shad. Hey, hey, you know they were to the black bottom bitch. What's good? Period. <laughs> so y'all, y'all love when I have my little my clubhouse um friends come on and do these uh, podcast episodes. So I am so so happy about this because baby, when we when me and Shaw get into this conversation, we really get into it. And I really had to bring Shot on here because Shot is first of all going to keep it real. Shot is going to be is one of the realest people I know. It's going to be one hundred in everything that he say. Wow. So I am so excited to have you on here. I'm, this is long overdue, but it is right on time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how are you? Listen, I am doing good. It's always good to be in Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I appreciate just the platform, you know. Even off of this podcast, I feel like what we've been able to create as far as camaraderie, yeah. a lot of people do not get a chance to have this, you know, even on our platform with, with Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, outside of my Bucci Cat girls, and shout out to my Bucci Cat girls, you know, we shout still, you know, we are we hiatus, but we still them girls, you know, we still, we still there. But, you know, outside of my original girls, my platform, um, I do think that, you know, you and the Beehive, it, you know, y'all are definitely like my go-to people um, of yes. source and, you know, support on the app. So I feel like I have, you know, other families outside of the family that I created, my group. So I appreciate you for always keeping me in the fold and vice versa. Yes, absolutely. I, I love I love what, what we build, um, what, what we built as individuals with each other, plus with everyone else. So I just love it. So let's get into some things. Is this your first podcast? This is my first one. Yes, you have popped that cherry, girl. You popped Here that cherry. Here y'all love popping the cherry. So y'all, y'all know how we do for first time podcast cherry poppers. I got three fast questions I'm going to ask you. Um, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. First question: Favorite Nikki's album? Queen. Queen. Period. Um, favorite color? Red. Okay, and last question. Your favorite, your favorite R&B album of the 2000s? Mm. My favorite R&B album of 2000s. It's a, it's a running. I'm going to have to give you a double answer on that. Okay. okay. Um, Jasmine Sullivan, Love Me Back. Yes. And 211. Yeah! Oh, my God! Those right there in different times of my life really, really did it for me. Um, And shout out out to both of them because those albums are not people's top picks of those discographies. So yes, yes. I was outside with Love Me Back. Uh Uh-huh. I was outside with 211. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my God, that just made me so happy. Those albums are so slept on, but they are so damn good. Okay, okay. Since I'm here, what is your favorite song on 211? I'll be in the kitchen in your favorite position. Hey! Um, that, that, she ate that. She ran it. Um, but that's a deluxe cut. But Wish Your Love Away is like, that's my, that's the song that I connect to mm-hmm. the most is Wish Your Love Away. 
Mm-hmm. I love with your love away. I love that song so much. She she sung the hell. She sung her face off on that song. I think um, people need to before we get into the music really need to understand that my taste in music comes from feelings. I'm a cancer, so like a lot of like what I love about music is about the feeling that it gives me. So like you're gonna hear that a lot about like my responses. So I'm very like intuitive of my emotions. Yes. And, and before we even get into all that, I would love for you to tell, you know, the listeners, like, why, why is music, you know, wh- what does music really truly mean to you to where it has, you know, music, fashion, all those things are just really in, infused in you. It's like, it's, it's like it's run, it runs through your blood. Um, what is it about music as well as fashion that just makes you just like, just, 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 just it's just a part that makes it a part of you. So I can't I, I can't mention you without mentioning music and fashion. So it's like a staple of who you are, even to me. So like like what is what does all that mean to you? So music has always been like my first love, like before anything. And I think that when we are like younger, we become into this mode where our parents tell us that we need to have like a realistic job or like something that's like mm-hmm. meaningful. So Um, I always try to find ways to intertwine, like, me being who I am into what I want to be. And I always knew as, like, a young kid that, like, I want to be a star. Like, I want to do something big. So, me, of course, I'm from New York. My sister went to this fashion high school in New York. It's the Art Institute. And then from there, she went into college. So, I always kept seeing, like, fashion, 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 Mm -hmm. fashion. My mom is like, you know, a real fashion girl. So like that just was always there. But a lot of people don't know that I grew up in a household where music was around. So my godmother, I call her my aunt, she's Spinderella. So I actually grew up watching this. Um, her uncle, well, her, her brother, excuse me, her brother Barn is my godbrother. Um, so we grew up in his house and he actually DJed for Little Kim for mm. the, uh, the notorious KIM era. So shout out to that. Um, So I grew up seeing that. And then my mom and my dad had a beauty salon and a barber shop on the same street on Ellery Street in Brooklyn. Um, We actually had some salons right around there. And in that area, you would see Memphis Bleak, Jay-Z, whoever's of whoever's. And my my cousin also dated 50 Cent. So with that being said, all of those things, just seeing it in my face, mm-hmm. um, I just, I knew who I wanted to be. Um, and I wrote my first rap at like nine, eight or nine. Um, and from there, like it's been on. And I also was a choir kid. So shout out to those who grew up in the schools and grew up uh, going to choirs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So. I loved to get a solo. Um, my first solo was He Still Loves Me from Fighting Temptations. That movie mm-hmm. changed my world. Um, but yeah, music has always been unlike me. Like, I just don't know anything outside of music and fashion, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So when people hear me talk, it's like very passionate because that's what runs through me. Like, I can tell you where I was on certain events. I can tell you, like, you know, the breakdown of the breakdown. So yeah, like it's it's definitely flowing through me. It's definitely something that when I'm now creating music that I start to think about the things that I'm inspired about. So it's a full circle moment, I would definitely say. Yes, thank you so much for sharing. I did not know that. Um that part of you so I thank you for sharing that because that, that explains so much now of 
um, interacting with you now about um, with your love with music and fashion. I think a lot of people, when they think about music, they don't understand how fashion is also um, very important with music and you know, um, just like it's, you know, I think I think people are kind of getting it now, but I don't think they got it back then. Like the importance of infusing, like you can't talk music without um, the the fashion as well. You know, like even when they would do their music videos, it was always about like you know wh whatever you wear, does this still have to do do with the song? Is this going to make it worse, better, or worse? So I guess um, I wanted to ask you like how. How important do you think those things go together, fashion and music? I feel like you can't have one without the other. And if you do, mm -hmm. then that means that the artist that you're listening to just has it based themselves in either of the two. Um, but I feel like that just means that the artist doesn't have a brand. They don't have um, something that synopsis to them. And I think that that's mm -hmm. also a problem with a lot of the artists that we intake right now. Like for instance, Beyonce, she built her brand on a bee, on, you know, beehive and being this yellow, black, you know, all of this mm -hmm. little thing of her queen mother of this, um, Nicki Minaj, I'm a Barbie, um, Ice Spice, even now, she's the orange hair girl, um, you know, so I feel like you have to have something about yourself that yeah. stands out that makes people say, oh, that's, that's, that's that person, that's this. Um, and if you start to blend in with the next person, then you might need to change it up. So I do think that image is important. And, you know, like you said, you know, when you looked in the videos, people, um, you know, kind of went back to that. And if you think about the most iconic videos, it's because of looks, it's because of all things mm -hmm. that's intertwined with that, that make mm -hmm. you like really go, oh yeah, like I really want to watch that again. Right. And is there any artist um, out right now you know, more on the newer side, uh, not a seasoned one, but more of the newer side that you think is infusing uh, fashion and their music uh, really good right now. Fashion and music. Um, okay. I'm going to say Dochi. I think mm. I think she does really, really well of doing it. Of course, you know, I'm going to say say Doja. I think Doja has a really, really good one mm -hmm. of style. Other than that, I don't really see too many girls that are really doing it for me. And also shout out to the city girls, even though they're I not... I was about to say that, yeah. Even though they're not as fashion fashion, I think they're getting there. And They've I, been eating. Yeah, I think that when you can influence a culture then you need to be talked about. Um, I agree. I think this raunchy girl wear that we're starting to see, it's actually spearheaded by them. You know, of course, a little Megan Thee Stallion, you know, we had a little cowgirl ways, but very much so you see girls really feeling like we in Freak Nick, we outside, we doing what we want to do. So I think that they have influenced culture a lot. I agree. I do, I do think the city girls have definitely influenced culture and I like how They've been um, they've been really versatile um, in their with their fashion. You know when it's you know when they're on, when they're on the red carpet and they're on the red carpet, they are arriving to the red carpet like they are, you know, a Hollywood royalty. But when it's time to turn up or they're going out 
you know, they they wear, you know, they look good as well. So I, I really like what the City Girls have been doing lately with their fashion choices. I really, really do. I think both of them have been making a name for themselves individually um, when it comes to the fat in, into the fashion. And in separate lanes. In separate lanes. I also like Lil Nas X. I think Lil Nas X has been has been has been dabbling into fashions. Um, there are some misses, but I think that he's really. I think he's he's. I think he's searching and 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 for you know his his right look, and I think he's playing. I, and I like how he. It seems like he's fearless in what he wants to wear, um, and I really appreciate what he's been doing because he had a look just the other day that I really liked. See, there there's an issue with little okay. Nas X. Um, I don't connect with it. And I feel mm-hmm. like the clothes... You think wear, it's forced? Yeah, I feel like the clothes wear him versus mm-hmm. him wearing the clothes. Um, when I see outfits, I see they look good. You know, I could tell that they're designer brand, you know, whatever. But does that have your... Per- you know, like, I feel like they're creating... I hear you. Uh, a character of him that is what they want to see of gay men. And yeah. not to say that I don't live for it, because I think that he stands for a lot of the things that I do um, when they try to put it out there. But I think that it's not reading to me as this is who he is as an artist. Um, but I appreciate it because I think that it breaks down doors for people like myself to be right. able to do it later. So I let it happen and I really don't have too much to say on it as much publicly. Right. But I do think that this is not the real little Nas X that we're getting. Um, I think they're just giving him clothes to put him in, and that's fine. You know, he's a fashion girl. Do what you do. But I want to see the little Nas X style because I think that when we started getting the cowboy aesthetic, that first early on, that was him, you know? Of course, yeah. a little bit more of a budget, a little bit up, but I think that that was him. Now we're starting to get get to this femboy aesthetic, and I feel like he's starting to now drive into that saucy Santana lane, and I'm mm. not really starting to like that because now we're starting to see him, like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to do it because it's starting to get hot. Right. And it, I and I, I received that. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I, I get that. I totally get that. Because no shit. Oh. I think the femme girl aesthetic is starting to be hot to the girls now. Mm-hmm. But when the girls who was doing it first off was doing it, you know, it wasn't like that. I think we started getting our shades. So Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's get into some music. Let's get into some things. Let's get so, it. One thing I love, one one conversation I love having with you is um, surrounded by just, you know, the music of today versus where it was, um, you know, before. And, you know, we see these conversations all the time. You know, we see Clubhouse, we see them on Instagram, you know, when people love, you know, saying that, you know, R&B is dead. And then people say, no, R&B is not. Then people have the conversation where R&B has evolved and we need to stop trying to bring back the 90s and then we need to do this and do that. It's so much to dissect. Um, and because of that, we may have to do a part one and part two because I want us to get everything out in this conversation. So I, I do want to um, get into, you know, as someone who, you know, you, you, you love, you know, music of the 90s, you know, the 2000s, you love those, that era of music um, and the artists. Uh, but you also can appreciate the artists of today and you also have critiques about the artists of today. So I think that's why you're the best person to have this conversation with because you're not biased. <clears throat> um, so I guess my my first question is the music, wh- what do you think when, what, 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 what do you think um, 
what do you what do you have to say to people who who say you know R and B isn't dead? It just has evolved, and we need to evolve with it. Um, it's not dead. Um, what I, what I think it is that we've become or we've allowed R and B to get lazy. Um, or that we don't know how to categorize music correctly because I think that music has like pushed so far to where we last probably thought about our last R&B superstar that we really haven't revamped R&B to what it's actually at right now. We've already done it with hip hop somewhat. There needs some, there's some work that needs to be done there as well. But as far as R&B, I think that you have Trap Soul, you have neo soul, you have classic R and B, and then now there's this EDM little, I guess we could say Afrobeats uh-huh. is starting to take its wave now. But now they're classifying the Afrobeats artists as just pure R and B. They're not nothing else. So I think that there's so many layers to R and B now. Like people have created subgenres of subgenres of it to the point where like it's watered down right and then i also feel like because you have these different um hybrid artists like the janae's the bryson's the chris browns and all of that now that this era has come around where it's okay to rap and sing we don't have the same quality of music I think right. that we are at a point where it's okay to sample something and that sample song be just like the original one. I think we're not hearing people, bridges, preludes, all this, like, it's so much that I feel like R&B is missing. And of course, it, it may be because of it's, it's an older format, but I think that some of that old format needs to stay around and just be revamped. And then some things that are still current, while it's the sound or something, we just need to categorize it as that. I don't think everything is classic R&B, and I don't think that we should be giving accolades or looking at everybody on the same measurement of a classic R&B artist. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you 100%. When do you think the shift changed? Like, what, is there a particular artist that you think um, shifted this, shifted us out of the conversations of traditional R&B to now it's something else and they don't know what to do with it? Like, is there a particular artist where you first heard it and you're like, damn, what is this? You know, I, it sounds like R&B, but it's still an, uh something else to this like is there a particular artist that made that shift that you think there's a gap it's like it's so funny that you say that because i always say this to like people that i talk about it too how we how did we get to tamar braxton k michelle estelle el varner to janae aiko and bryson tiller like it happened (laughs) it happened fast and i honestly i think i'm gonna say it i think drake coming in the game being a rapper Mm-hmm. Um, who can sing? That's one. I think the Drake era, Take Care, the Janae, the Channel Orange. I I really want to just categorize it as mood music and trap soul. Mm-hmm. I think when mood music and trap soul started to become a thing, I uh, really start taking form because you know before the weekend he was you know underground people like that the that little depressing mood music where you got to be high, you got to be a little bit faded to want to intake this, intake this music. That's where we at musically. And I think that in taking people like those people who, you know, promote that, I think that is how we get here. 
It's no right. longer about love. It's no longer about, oh, I need you. It's no longer the feel-good music. Like, people not doing that. We have, I mean, some people, I'm not saying R&B is just this thing where it's just lifeless. It's just about, oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But I think that when you create a certain type of atmosphere for people to be in, and this is what sells, then everybody got to feel like, oh, it's fuck you. Yes. It's so, like, I, like it, it did happen really fast. And yes, I do think Drake contributed to that, but I also think, like, Bryson Tiller really, he did something with that, too. Because I feel like, you know, even with Chris Brown, for instance, you know, we talk about Chris Brown. At first, you know, Chris Brown was singing. Like, he was singing on his first four albums, but it, um, I think the shift happened with his fourth to his fifth album. It was like when he went to the Heartbreak, um, Heartbreak and Full Moon. I don't know if that was that or I don't know which album it was, honestly. But there was a shift even with Fame. You think you think that's when the shift happened with Fame? When that, listen, actually, I, I'm actually be real. It, it actually goes before that. Now that I'm thinking, it would be I can transform you. Um, graffiti, mm-hmm. you know, graffiti with that. Yeah, you have, yeah. I would say would birth this to make him feel like he really could do this is a mixtape called Phantom of Fan. That yes. um has deuces, no bullshit. Uh, that, yeah, that is where Chris Brown started rapping with Tiger. And That's he, true. People said he was good. Like you know, so I feel like once that came, you know, that created the all of those songs we're talking about. But then he added "Look at me now." So I'm not saying that he started rappers rapping, but I think that before rap, when rappers was rapping, Brandy and Beyonce and all these other people, it was all right, whatever. They just doing what they do. But like now, the artist that's rapping really be rapping. Mm, that is so true. Yeah, when he started doing, yeah, when he definitely started doing, um, no, um, that that's not look at me, that now. Whole, look at me now, that whole era with Tiger, and yeah, he did start, yeah, because he did not sing a look at me now at all, like he did not sing at all. Um, uh, but they still was, were categorizing that, like that, that song is R&B, and then look at all the music he started doing with. DJ Khaled after that, and yeah, you know, it just started breeding this type of music. That's true. So, do you think? And, and something. So, something that you said earlier, which was actually a question I had for you later, but um, I'm glad you brought it up because we can talk about it now. Um, the since the music is evolving, um, and you know, like our music is evolving. Period. You know, um, people are you know doing different melodic things within their music that aren't necessarily traditional. If we know this globally. You know, the music is evolving. You know, Afrobeats has really just um, come, like, in our face. Like, bam, it's here. And I love it. But since we know all these things are happening, why do you think they still, they don't grow these categories out? Because to me, it seems like trap, uh, you know, trap R&B can be, its categ- can be its own category and hold its own, and it can be filled up with some good artists. So why do you think that, we can acknowledge music is evolving, but we are still putting all of it in um, one big old box. Because mm, white people still own it. Yeah. As long as white people own a, a infrastructure and we just in that, trying to make it happen, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, I'm not saying that we have to give up. You know, that's, that's never the answer. Right. Um, but I do think that 
um, we have to start infiltrating more spaces as we are now or creating our own spaces mm-hmm. uh, to be able to have it. Because unfortunately, the Grammys, the Billboard, all these things that we look at as a high, high metric are white based. Um, and really the numbers of this is driven by white people. So, you know, that's really why I know that a lot of these um, places who look at our music, grant our music, these awards, it's all by white people. Look at the Grammys this year. I mean, they gave us little black people. They made sure that our ones, our, our people that we love were somewhat accoladed, but the people that was voting on that didn't look like us. Right. Mm. So in saying that, do you think we as, I mean, the artists have a responsibility to recognize, um, because remember when we had that moment when, like, like for instance, there are a couple of artists that I think um, are not R&B. They have essence of some R&B music and um, R&B within their music. So They're also you pop. I think Lizzo. I think Lizzo, um, because they try to put her in, you know, like for Lizzo and Doja Cat, for instance. You know, Doja Cat is not, they don't know where to put Doja Cat. I feel like they do not know where to put that girl. You know, she's not, some people, some people say she's not a rapper. A lot of people say she's not a rapper. She's not hip hop. You know, they, they say she's not all the way pop because then she sings. But then she also has the, the different ways she has her cadences. And, and so I just don't think people know where to put Doja Cat. And then me, me personally, it depends on the song because some songs she has on her album do be uh, do sound like an R&B song. But her rap is not, it's not like a, it's not like a, her rapping is not like the rapping that we, we know for, known for years, like her delivery. So I personally don't think people know where to put Doja Cat. And sometimes I don't either. I think Doja Cat's a rapper through and through. Um, you do? I, I've, I've never. Some people really don't, some people really debate that. I just think because she can, again, singers rap, rappers sing. And that's just my thing of how I, I, look at music now most rappers <laughs> be singing like you yeah. know when their music they be singing down so it gets to a point for me where it's like okay it's melodic rap because they sing on their yeah. music but yes. you listen to what doja cat be talking about like can't get ahead you give me the facetime because like you know like, all that type of stuff she might be singing it in a little cute little tone but if you slow your mind down because we getting dumbed down music. Yeah. Listen to what we she's saying. Then be bars that be on yes. that. So I think does the average consumer know what a bar is these days? Does the average consumer know that Lizzo's not a rapper? Just right. I think that they're gonna put any person that do what Lizzo do in rap because she's black. But yeah. they don't want her to really compete with the pop girls. They just now giving her her footing to be standing with the Beyonce's, the Adele's, and the girls like that. Yeah. But they wasn't doing that at first. It was Lizzo. That's the black girl, rapper girl who got a flute. That's that. Now right. that she's she's shown people, no, I'm a pop star. I'm going to do what I'm going to do in this room. And y'all not going to move me from that. Same with Doja Cat. All right, I might be on the most pop this song, but I'm going to go on Pussy Talk with the City Girls. I'm going to go do songs with French Montana and Sweetie. Like, yeah. you know, like, all of that, because I'm still, the the basis of what I do is still rap. Do you think that a lot of consumers, 
have adapted a way of how rap is supposed to sound that that's why they a lot of them can't get jiggy with calling Doja Cat a rapper. Like, do you think that she needs a a monster moment? I think Doja Cat, just... yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I think she has not, she hasn't followed the formula of the average female rapper. Um, Doja Cat didn't come from a mixtape circuit. She didn't have a battle rap. She wasn't sitting on the stoop. She don't right. be, like, is she black to people? Um, right. All of these different things. I feel like Doja Cat is a quirky black mixed girl who is from California. Every bitch I know from California weird as fuck. So yeah. <laughs> is it not clicking to y'all or do y'all just not know who y'all listening to? Because I mean, the girl did come out in a mook outfit to talk about some move. And if you really listen to what, she, again, listen to what the girl's saying past the move, she's really spitting. So, like, I love people who have a, a gimmick thing, you know, but know that they can actually rap. And I think you have to do that to bring in a core audience of people, and then I'm going to feed you. Notice Hot Pink and Amala was not necessarily the most, you know, thought-driven songs. But by the time she got to Planet Her, that shit was, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like, she had a pen on her. Like, she was really talking that shit. Um, even Niggas Ain't Shit, you know, all of that. She, she raps, yes. you know? So I love I, Planet Her. I think that she had to dumb it down for you. And then, you know, yes. bring it back up for you a little bit to see. I can actually rap. You know, I've received the, the critiques about me not being a rapper. I've seen her freestyle. I've seen her do her little things, you know, like, so she shows the skill of a rapper. But on the appearance of that, I mean, no shade, she's competing with pop girls. She's, and that's, Nicki Minaj was as well. Most yeah. rappers who really are, you know, mainstream, when they get into that light, they start having to compete with the top people, which are pop stars. So they start yeah. having to blend that music. Yeah, and you know what, and, and so, you know, and, and, and I'm glad that you said that because, you know, getting into, you know, like, like Nicki Minaj, and her, how she was able to infuse rap and pop music, you know, I think it really, it changed a lot of shit, you know, because I think that, you know, I I, I, I understand. And, and for y'all who's listening, I please, I know that there are, I know that there were uh, other artists who infused pop with other, um with, you know, other artists. I know E did stuff with, you know, Gwen Stefani, I know all this shit, but there was a shift with Nicki Minaj with, you know, um, hell, Super Bass. Like, there was a huge shift in my opinion. Shout out to Kelly Rowland. Um, you got to contribute that to, to EDM. Mm-hmm. I think the wave of EDM and David Guetta, Calvin Harris, all of that shit. Yes. Um, we had a wave, you know, we had the catch, like I said, that little 2010 to 2013, 14 era was it. Kesha, Lady Gaga, look, think of all the girls that we had. Yeah. It was even Dr. Luke. So again, I think at that point in time, that they were making music that was competing with radio at that point in time. You know, they were making music to fit in with that sort of a crowd because they were starting to expand their audiences as rap artists. And that's what you do. Um, but I will say that now, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think that rappers don't have to go pop if you don't necessarily want to. I mean, you, you may not be as big, but Lil Baby ain't go pop. That's true. 
Like, but do you think um do you think female um um rappers have to twiddle that line of 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 doing some pop and some not? Because it seems like you know male rappers they don't have to do that. They don't have to you know go into that pop lane if they don't want to at all. But it seems like female rappers have to you know you know just step step on step over it just a little bit or go all the way in and come back. It seems like they have to do so much to you know prove and also reinvent themselves um and just you know tell people to people they have to prove themselves to the to people who are in the rap lane that they can rap but then also try to to get mainstream they have to dibble and dabble and pop a little bit but are you doing it for the right reason because i don't mind artists to go dibble and pop but like for instance when i heard pink friday None of them songs on there felt like they forced them songs on her. Mm-hmm. It felt like she went in that booth and really said, "Excuse me, you're a hell of a guy." I mean, you're like a hell of a fire. I mean, like you know, like it seemed yeah. like that's just who she was as an artist. And I honestly feel like the only girl that has done that thus far, kind of going into pop outside of Doja and and really staying true to their rap self. And early on, it's Ice Spice with that "Boys a Liar" song. You know, mm-hmm. I think that if you're gonna do the pop, then do it. And do it right, you know, but don't yeah, don't try to go and get a pop hit because you want to do the Nikki thing or you want to do the Doja. You want to you want to get a, a say so or, or whatever you want to get right now because you know that that's going to be what the radio thinks is, is is friendly for that. You know, and I think that a lot of girls now, you know, since the Doja Cat and, and the say so remix, I think that that is the formula now. You know, uh-huh. Sweetie has a song called Closer with her that sounds just like Doja Cat. A lot of big energy. They were saying it sound like Doja Cat. Um, you know, it's a lot of songs that I felt like since then, people have now tried to recreate that Say So moment because Say So went number one. And they see that Doja Cat is now, you know, popular. She's really like the top artist. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't go do that formula if that's not really who you are. And I right. can tell when I know girls who just are that and girls who ain't that. And again, Doja Cat's from California. So that that type of sound, sounds like a california beat mm-hmm. um, and i think that that's also why i don't mind sweetie sometimes when she does it because at least she's from the bay where that type of hyphy little you know sound that's where that's at so i mean if, if you're gonna do it then make it authentic to yourself but i think these girls are definitely trying to capitalize off of a moment that can't be recaptured Agree. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say before we get into something else is I um, um, wanted to ask you, so, you know, um, we are in a, in a time where we have an enormous amount of female um, rappers right now, mm-hmm. an enormous amount, you know, and before that, you know, we didn't, you know, we had our core few, but the core few were dope as hell. Uh, but now we have so many. Do you, how do you feel about the, the fact that this lane has opened up to all these different female rappers? Do you think that they are delivering or do you think that it's, it's, um, it's not like the um, female rapping has, was not gatekept enough to where it's actually talent and now it's just a lane full of people just trying to just find their way. But see, I hate when people say that it's expanding. I mean, I think it, I think y'all, perspective of it or what y'all are looking for is expanding Uh i think girls have always been there like Uh always have been there um even during nikki run i could name about 10 girls that was maybe not as popular as her but they was out you know so Uh i think that now people whether it's the labels or us i think we are now wanting to intake more than just one rapper now we're starting but i don't think it's 
in my opinion, are we really intaking more female rappers? Like we they there, but are we really liking them? Are we really supporting them? Or do we just like the fact that it's more bitches to fight? Mm. Because it seems like right. to me, it's still one. It's always one. It's always queen. Right. But then it seems like now it's a race to get to this queen. Like, you know, or it's a race to get to that, you know, and it's not just about Nikki, but I think that, you know, now with the girls, it's not, I'm just not really seeing it. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing it where these girls are coming up out of that that bundle of girls and making it them. It's maybe about three girls out of all the 150 that we probably looking at that got mm-hmm. talent, but they there. But we still up and up until then, we still trying to make it that one. It's the queen and, the, and a princess at the at this point. Yeah, and I agree with you. I feel like you know it seems like every time there's a new you know female rapper that comes out or um, someone that people start to um, start to pay attention to, it's never just about oh my god she's talented I like her you know let me let me support her. It's always trying to find a way to position her. To to Nicki Minaj or to wipe her out. Her to to yeah, like oh, well, let's let's let let's support her just because we can, you know, let's get behind her just so we can stop talking about Nicki Minaj. It's never just to support the artist because that you like this new artist. It's always you all yeah. So I agree exactly with with what you're saying because I hear that I hear that a lot. And, and even I, if I it's not Nicki online. Minaj, you know, I like to let people see it as a as a opposite view. Everybody now is trying to get a new girl to go out and, and wash out Megan. Oh, girl, she ended Megan. Oh, she ended Lotto. Oh, she ended, like, the new girls is doing that with each other now. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. the that's the new thing now. And even if it's not Nikki, like I said, it's the rat race between each other now. It's starting yeah. to seem like this generation is starting to fight amongst each other to then try to get to a Nikki or to try to get that feature. And it's crazy to me to see it in real time because I think a lot of these girls don't really have it and they know it but yet still they not you know yeah I agree Uh, we got more to talk about so you got time to stick around for a little bit oh yeah I got time period so we're going to keep going Um, so um, I I did want to talk to you about you know um, the um, artist development Um, you know we heard bring it back yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to talk. I want. I want to ask you, like, what were your some of your famous favorite moments of you know the whole artist development process that we used to see that you um that that you're missing today from artists? Um, making the band. I think mm-hmm. what people see about that is like, all right, I could find some talent. Like, it's, that's nothing. Like, talent come a dime a dozen. It was hundreds and thousands of people coming up there. That was probably better, better than the people that they picked. But it's something about finding somebody that just got it, got that thing, then developing it real time. Like, you know, like, these yeah. people wasn't... First of all, you look at some of these people's stage performances now, they not holding. They breath. They sound like they out of whack. They can't dance. They it's it's too much, and I I just kind of feel like that boot camp effect, whether it's the making the band kind, whether it was Matthew Knowles running his shift with Beyonce and Destiny's Child, yeah. down to how Little Wayne 
just foster Nicki Minaj and Drake. I think that when you have all of these people who didn't just take some people off the street and just throw them out, like they cooked the artists, like they waited a yeah. little bit. All right, you're not ready yet. All right, we're gonna put out a mixtape. We're gonna do something to be able to see the development. If you look at all of those people's first beginning works, they wasn't probably the best, or their first beginning uh, performances, they wasn't the best. But as they got better before they started debuting, them people was doing their shit. Like, you know, so I do feel like artist development, you rarely get to see it, but I feel like there it's still around. It's just very seldom. Like, I think the only person that I think is still doing artist development, in my opinion, is Beyonce with Chloe and Hallie. Mm-hmm. 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 And I was going I was going to ask you that, like, um, you know, um, I, I think that I, I just I miss those I miss those days of, you know, the artist development, you know, when A&R was actually in an A&R position and Recolet was like, you knew who these people were. They went out to talent shows. They went out to events. They would use social media to find people. And then all of a sudden that person disappears for like <laughs> six months. A good years. minute. Right. And now they come back and like, damn, who is this? And because and so, you know, they they had that time away to actually, you know, develop their sound, find out, you know, um, you know, do the fashion, you know, um, you know, all those things to fit, you know, to um build them up as an artist. And so I really miss that. You know, I think today it is happening in real time in our faces with Chloe and Hallie. And I think that, you know, people can, people can, you know, have their opinions on Chloe. But one thing you can't deny is that this girl has her hands in a lot of different things. Like, it's not even just music. Like, she's doing a lot of acting. Like, she's doing Brand a lot of Brand deals with Pepsi. Brand deals with the, 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 the beats. She Pepsi. got the Swarm show that's on yep. Amazon Prime. She got the other Praise This show. Yep. Um, you know, she also has, I think there's a, a Victoria's Secret deal that Chloe and Hallie had. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, I can keep going, but I know that girl, like the way that Parkwood puts her in position, even if people may not love the songs or they can't, you know, um, gravitate to them songs, I feel like people know who she is. Like, yeah. you can't deny that you don't know who Chloe is. Right. Like she is really becoming a household name. Um, and so, and she's so young and, and it, it's happened. It happened very fast. Like it was like, wow. Like it was like opportunities after opportunities. I mean, they did. Um, I think, you know, Grownish already was, you know, put a buzz in people's ears about, you know, their acting and stuff like that. She was acting as a kid. So, you know, I think that, you know, that's the one thing I appreciate about them two individually is that we are seeing, you know, the artist development with them in real time, you know, even with Hallie and Little Mermaid, you know, and now how that has put her in a whole nother category of, you know, she's a Disney girl, she's a Disney princess, like girl, like that that's that's a flex in itself, you know, and so now all the things she has with that. So I think I do I truly appreciate um Beyonce and Parkwood and how Beyonce knew what artist development meant to her and how it helped her. And she did not want to not do that just because we are in a time now where people aren't doing it anymore. Like she understood the importance of that because I do think artist development equals longevity. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you like, people are not 
that's my big issue, child, that I've been having with a lot of these artists is that it's all about just the quick dollar and the quick coin and no one cares about longevity anymore. Like, as long as, I don't give a fuck if that song, you know, people are, are really out here putting out music, sound like they are singing and rapping in a bathroom. But as long as they was able to get all these streams and, you know, got a coin from it, you know, that's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Like, the integrity of the art and the longevity of it does not matter to a lot of people anymore. And of course, I think that it has a lot to do with streams and how we are readily available to music. I know that LimeWire was the case before we had Nap, mm-hmm. Ooh, whatever. But, I mean, we were still purchasing that music. So, I think that when you have like all of the, I can go on my phone right now and put up five songs if I want to. That's my EP. Yeah. Like, no artist development in that. Like, anybody could be an independent artist right now. Like, SoundCloud. All of this yeah. little wave that we are right now and I love the entrepreneurship of being a new artist and stuff like that I could easily put out this shit in my own hands but I think that when you have a vision you have people who really want to do music you get mixed in with the people who just want to do this shit for a quick dollar yeah it's oversaturated I do think we have so many people to choose from it's ridiculous like I be on the Apple music screen like who put out a new album like, we are taking about 85 albums, probably more than that, on a Friday. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. And so, just a little shift from that. Um, when we, you know, we are now, you know, everybody's back outside. You know, we outside. But we um, ain't that outside. Right. Me and me and you have talked and uh, kiki about this before. Uh, about um, all these tours and everybody just announcing all these tours. Um, so what do what do you think hap- What do you think um, is is going on with music right now between twenty twenty and now? And what do you think artists are like? What do you think um, artists are doing um, because of what happened in twenty twenty? Like, do you think that we are being fed some good music? Do you think that you know, now it's, it's just tour after tour. Do you think that some people kind of missed the mark and should have done other things? Like, what, what, like, what do you, what do you think has been the transition period with music and performing um, between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty three? Music is so weird. I feel like since from twenty nineteen to now, yeah. I feel like artists had some good shit in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Because of the pandemic, of course, like, think of the people who even before the pandemic was even a thing put their shit out at the beginning of the year or whatever the fuck had been. And then this comes about, you know? So I think we it took so much music. And I think that's, like, what's so funny about it is the music in 2020 was hitting. Yeah. Like, I feel like because either we was all depressed or something was in the air, but every piece of that music that came out in 2020, in my opinion, was hitting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got the album. Yeah, it was all like it was all of that. So I don't know how we got from there to this. You know, to right now, I feel like we've been getting a lot of misses. Um, and I think it's because nobody's really experiencing anything right now. Like, mm. like I think we outside. Like, but I don't think we like 
living. Like, I think we just here. Like, yeah, you know, like, okay, girl, I'm gonna go to the thing tomorrow. Or whatever. Like, you know, like, it's really no real substance in a lot of these people's music to me lately. Like, it's just been, okay, we outside, we smoking, we did it, and that's fine. I think it's cool to be in a party setting to make party music, but I think so much now it's like, we in a point where it's just come and go music. And that's my hate with where we at right now because in 2020 it seemed like everybody was putting out either their projects that they had been working on for a minute or projects that they were gearing up to you know be putting out there was really no surprise music just dropping it was like all substance music that was either being repackaged or to come out and then you just had to find ways to be creative with the way that you put it out so i love that i think i, I think it brought a lot of strategies and how to be aware with your fans and how to make people care about you in ways that I can't go on road. I can't do the things that I may not be able to do every day. So shout out to the people that were able to do that because I think those people are the people that we still in tune with right now because they were able to work their way out of that shit. Show me what the fuck you can do. And we've really seen some new talent since the, you know, the pandemic. So shout out to it. But I think that right now we are just getting fed Okay, music. Like, you know, shout out to Renaissance, you know, shout out to Hotels, Deluxe, Coco Jones. It's just so many other people, you know, like even Nicki Minaj with the singles and the releases that she's been mm-hmm. dropping. I think that we've been getting fed from some artists, but I just feel like ever since that, artists are just feeding their people because now, oh, I got to go on tour to make a quick buck because, oh, I missed the pandemic money. Oh, I went yeah. work during the pandemic, so I want to put out this music. I got this, I got that. And does it really resonate with your fans lately? Right. That is true. That is very true. And I think so, you know, when when all that happened that you just said, and we were getting all this, you know, um, this random ass music from people, what did it, how did you feel when you got Renaissance and you listened to it and you was like, yes, <laughs> this is what I have been waiting for. Because something you also said in a conversation we had, I think just yesterday, how, you know, um, after the pandemic, we don't, we want to dance. We want to be happy. We want to live and, and feel life again. So how did it feel from you to finally get music that represented exactly how want to feel after going through being in a house for damn near three years like first of all renaissance is the album like the album and i feel like what she did was first of all she took a community that people really take and like just want to appropriate it all the time look at what people mm-hmm. are doing in the ballroom right now and out there in the culture like drake did you know his the heat they call it the house music they call it edm they try to really like you know shy away from the fact that you too had an album that was representative of ballroom as well you just didn't really go there um so i feel like she took something that was who i am put it in music kind of talked about the ways of the world what we were going through like you want to be able to represent where we are culturally in music. Like, not just the, oh, okay, girl, I got a hookah. It's cool to put a little reference in there or whatever. But if I'm not really talking about what's going on in my life or what's going on in your life, what is that doing for music? Like, you know, like, what are we, especially for r and I think rap and R&B are two different things. Um, Correct. But, you know, 
as far as that, I think that she gave me what I want to hear, like intention, substance, creativity. Yeah. You know, like all of that, you know, this lady is not even giving us one performance of any song of those. Yes. But the fact that we feel seen with every track of that as a gay person or not, that's how you do that. Like, you know, yes. like I'm not putting out a bit of this and even making people starve so much to the point where you have to keep listening to my music to intake what I'm saying to you because you still didn't get it the first time. You know, like that yes. is intentional. Like, you know, like that's what you want to do. Oh, I got some really like good shit. Like, you know, like, and I think that people need to go back to it, honestly, and just it's it's a it's an album of self-reflection if you really got into it. And I think that to come out of 2020 when we were looking in the mirror at ourselves, okay, well, girl, I can't cook, girl, I need a man, girl, I can't, whatever the fuck. That was your time to fix it or your time to discover it of yourself. You don't have to fix it in, in a year. Nobody's telling you what time frame. But I think that was the year of self-discovery for real. But now this is the years going out and getting it okay yes. I, I, I saw the flaw but what can i do about it like and if you can't do nothing about it i'm gonna move this way you know right. like and i it was important like it's the line that beyonce said and i think it was heated you know a whole lot of texting with no conversation you know like a whole lot of playing victim and the villain at the same time like that's that's it like you know like we texting there's no conversation what the fuck are we doing like we just we that's why i say go back so we're not really living we're not you're not in this right now like we just you know yeah so I yeah. think that people have to be honest about where we are as a culture so that we can even move forward and be able to address some of the shit that we're going through, but address it in the music, you know? And I think a lot of people, musicians especially, be going through bullshit. I just don't understand if it's a label suppression or if it's you who don't right. have a, a avenue to take it there. But, you know, I do think that she and a few other people are definitely... Uh, pushing boundaries to be able to show that you know like that art form of like r&b especially that's not dead like just laying it out there in the in the in the studio and making people feel it like that's where we go missing with the r&b lately don't give me none of that too much sample shit where i start feeling like oh i'm listening to the old song from the 90s don't give me no tiktok song it's cool for a moment but i think that when you give me a body of work that's gonna matter to me. I agree. I, I oh, well, perfectly said. I think what's also interesting is, you know, every since Renaissance, you know, if you are a person, you know, like like uh, myself, and I know you are too, who um, appreciates a, a completely an album with a concept and with a message. And um, with amazing, amazing, you know, uh, songs um, and moments within that, uh, it's hard to try to digest anything else that that doesn't meet that same um, um, that same level. Um, that's not at that caliber. And so I think that even since Renaissance, there have been you know several people who have dropped projects, and it's just not really hidden. And it's I, you know I don't. <laughs> it's like you. I can't stop listening to Renaissance. It's not. It's not. It's not that I. I it's not like I don't want to digest more music. I, I love music. They you know, just I don't love hit the same. More music. It just does not hit the same. And I think that she changed the know, game with that drop did. again. Like yeah. that's that. Like you know how I made it a thing to drop digitally with all these videos mm -hmm. and all these things. You know, like 
But as much as I can make y'all do this, I can make y'all do something else too. She went back to the basics. She went back to the basic shit. And I think that that's what matters. Talent. If you ain't noticed past that, every artist of R&B we've been seeing since that been trying to bring that shit. They, these labels is not trying to put out, I mean, you get it from here and there, of course, but they really trying to put out quality artists, I feel like, again, and or now, quality artists now feel like they have an avenue to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I have a couple more questions for you. Um, and so, um, first of all, I just want to say this has been an amazing, amazing podcast. So thank you again for doing this. No shout out to uh, you for I, I love this conversation. Oh, I love this conversation. So I know <laughs> I, I, I can't, I, I say this one close to last because I already know how you feel about this. So I want to talk to you about TikTok. Ooh, so I want to, <laughs> I want to talk to you about TikTok. You know, I think that, you know, TikTok has um, some pros and some cons. More more cons than pros, in my opinion. But I did want to talk to you about TikTok and how, you know, the the uh, nature of TikTok has infused with how people um, digest music, um, put out music, and the just overall concept of TikTok and how it has um, infiltrated how people, you know, um, pay attention to our um, music and artists. I think that goes to the pandemic again. Because before this, I just feel like, where were you looking at to find this music? And now I feel like TikTok, since they've made it able to be a streamable thing, before we just watched TikTok and it was just that, like the views were just the views. They've now found a way to make those views into streams or to profit for the music that we now hear, which is not oh, trans. Really? Yes. That, you didn't know that? Why do you think artists now be going to TikTok? They be getting the song, uh, the song sound saved and stuff like that. This is because all of that, the sound being saved in the billboard and all of that, it's almost like Shazam for the shit. Like, you know, really? like where, where it starts to in, uh, impact radio play and all this other stuff. This is all not just for no reason. We're not just watching reels and they're not putting it on, on TikTok. These artists, Beyonce's not going to TikTok just because that's a, a cute place to go to. It, t- an artist is going to go to a place that's going to make them money. So with TikTok, it's like, okay, these kids found ways to reinvent the way that we look and see music, which is funny to me. And I love it for different reasons because it's like, okay, music that I feel like maybe slept on is now getting brought back to the forefront. But I also feel like at what expense? Because now the music needs to be spun up. There's a dance to it. There's some little mean thing with it. So there's a a funny intention as to why we even happen to listen to it, for one. And then I start feeling like it's music that we are now marketing to just this app. Like, you know, it would be different if the music was, you know, good and then it just started to go popular on that. I don't have any problems when music that just came out go go hot on TikTok. It's whatever to me. But I have the issue where I start feeling like now artists are making music that sounds like they made it just to have a viral sound on TikTok. Yes. And that is where I feel like we are having to disconnect that because I'm not a TikTok type of person. I'm, I actually don't 
listen to anything that be on TikTok. Somebody has to send me something that's on TikTok. I'm not going to scroll for nothing on TikTok because it's, it's too much. It's an overload. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the fact that we are now being almost brainwashed to listen to this type of music, the sped up dance type version of music is crazy to me. Like it's and it's crazy. And even now, back to Beyonce, now they got mashups of your music now. Now I gotta motherfucking put a house beat on it with it. I gotta mash it. Like it's so much now with the TikTok that has infused with music that people now gotta put out remixes that they put put shit. They gotta do all this because of this one app is crazy to me. And that's where I think that we go wrong. Whenever my integrity how I put my music out starts to be, you know, diminished because now it went hot on a, on an app. So I gotta now put out a different version of it. Or I gotta take this version out. I gotta put this with it. Nah, I'm not with that. I think that if you know my music should be what it what it is and it's gonna go hot it's gonna go hot but i'm not about to go on here and make no up type song make no no song that is just made for me to make this little dance and everybody go viral for dance it's that's not what it's made for right i agree you know i was i enjoy tiktok for the for the videos and for people's commentary and how they interpret it's like vine. videos it's like vine but i never it, it doesn't it doesn't register in my mind to go to TikTok to look for music, you know, and I mean, people are using TikTok just for all sources of anything, like, you know, even news and just it's like TikTok is just really woo, taking on a life of its own. And I agree with you. Like, I think it was Nicki Minaj that said it where, you know, I'm not making music for TikTok. Or she said something along those lines about TikTok. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember her saying something about that. I don't know if it was in her interview with Joe Budden, um, but she said something about, um, you know, this is, you know, I don't make music for TikTok. She even said, oh, remember it was alive. She, I remember her saying this. Um, she Like, that's not why she makes music. Um, and I think that the, I hate that artists are doing that. And I think that I do think it's, I think the good thing, you know, we are seeing like a lot of older songs getting a lot of attention now. Like Miguel, sure thing is like, you know, on the top of the R&B charts right now because of TikTok. But, you know, for us, if it was a song that we didn't know the origins to it, we had our parents to go back and say, or, you know, we had someone to go to and say, hey, what's this song? Or we'll be listening to a song and our parents will say, what, that's, that's such and such. That's not, you know, that's, um, you know, um, for instance, like, like Mary J. Blige's, you know, version of Sweet Thing. You know, my mother, I remember listening to that. And my mama would say, oh, that's Shaka Khan's song. And I'm like, I'm like, that's who's song? That's Mary J. Blige. Okay. Like, no, that's not the original. I, and then me. It can't even she nosy, said she fucked that up. I'm gonna, right. <laughs> I, I'm going to go listen to the original. Because now I'm interested. These, ki these kids, they don't care about that. You know, they don't care to actually go do research of where some of this music started from. You know, where did this sample come from? Like, they don't care. If they can't find it on TikTok, they just don't want to go beyond that. And I think that's dangerous that we are in a time of today where, you know, people are not really researching where our music, you know, came from to be informed about, you know, who actually started a sound or who started, who, who, who sampled this really is. I think that, you know, again, that goes to music knowledge. How is it being taught to you? How are we learning about it? How are you even taking it? I feel like before we learned about it in schools, they even used to have books when we was in mm -hmm. elementary about the artists. Are they do you even have that? 
Like, what is it that they're teaching the youth? Because that's where it comes from. You know, I know that we are older now, but at some point in time, the younger artists are now taking the the forefront to what we listen to now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that even shows that when we're not doing our job as the elders, you know, to be able to show where this came from, because the fact that, you know, Lotto, as a 20-whatever-year-old she is, knew the Tom Toms and not Mariah Carey, that's crazy. Right. That is true. But that also goes to show you that her parents do the knowledge. Yeah. I'm telling you where it came from. So I can't knock her for that. Right. But, you know, I also feel like when we start getting to a point where I'm going to sample something, especially as a big classic of a hit as, you know, Fantasy was, and I don't know that Mariah Carey had a version that sampled that also version, that's where we start getting. Exactly. Like, it's not Mariah Carey's. <laughs> Mariah Carey even sampled it. Exactly. Exactly. So my last question for you is, um, who, who who's taking it now? Who's taking it, you know, in, in music? Like, who do you really think right now in music, you know, rap, hip-hop, whatever, or R&B, whatever, who do you think is, like, really just taking it? You like, you like where they're going, and, you know, you just really are enjoying their journey. Like, who is doing that for you? It's really not that many. Um, and I, I really don't want to keep saying too many people because I feel like, oh, like we just, we I like one child, they do something I just don't like and I got to let them go. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just being honest of raw talent um, of what I like so far. Uh, I like Coco Jones. I keep telling you, I think that she mm-hmm. is an amazing talent. I'm, I'm, I'm loving to see her journey right now. So that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the rappers, I, I would think people would love for me to say Miss Ice Spice Child, but uh-uh. I think she's she's okay. Um, but I think Lola Brooke has that umph as, as an artist that I like. Okay. Um, she's a Brooklyn girl. Um, so I love, I don't know, I think any type of artist that comes from Brooklyn is my thing. So I love her. Um, but other than that, I think the girls, you know, got to step it up. You know, they really yeah. got to step it up. But, you know, there's another rapper that I love, I love, I love. And that bitch is me. Um, so when I start stepping out and putting Period. my shit in platforms that I want people to hear it, um, I think people will start to understand that, you know, it's a problem coming. So um, up until then, everybody else is is a little boring, and I want them to step it up. But other than that, you know, I'm enjoying where we at musically to see people thrive and see people come up in the game. But I also think that we are bored. So if you have the talent, then girl, come out because it seems like it's the tryouts. Yes, and you notice we have not mentioned any male artists. Um, exactly, that's my thing. Is we are bored. We are bored. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the people that we are seeing are place fillers for the people that are going to come in the game and probably um, give us the the run that we really want to see. But I think for the newer generation, we have not seen a Drake, a Nicki, a J. Cole, or this or that. I think they're just, we're starting to see them bubbling up for the generations to come, but they're not here yet. And I think yeah. that we're just bored right now to see, okay, the, the Cardis, the Megans, this or that, that's cool. But the little babies, the whoever, the, the babies, we, we cool with it. You know, it was cool. It was fun. It was a run. The Migos. But who's really doing it? Yeah. I think we're in a transition period right now. I think we, we are in a transition period. Um, and I... I, I Remember when look- Nikki, um, when Nikki had first came out? Yeah. When it was no female rappers? Yeah. 
I feel like that about like again. I feel like we're starting to trying to go at home base again. It's it's like the greats, but who? Like who yeah. else now? Like the greats have done their ten their ten year, thirteen year, fourteen year run. That's true. <laughs> like Nicki Minaj and Jake and them is not rookies in this game no more. That's true. So who that else? That's true. This is very true. That's what I'm saying. I think we are in that transition period. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to last a couple more years where the artists are going to come out. I don't know. But I I am looking forward to seeing, you know, who else emerges. Uh, if there's somebody that we haven't been watching that comes out of the, you know, comes out and just starts, you know, winning. I, I'm excited for the journey to see what, what, what happens with the music between the next two to three years uh, and where it goes. Because I do think that there are a lot of changes that need to, that need to happen, you know, with um, categories, nominations. I think that they're going to happen eventually because they're going to be, they're going to force. It's going to be a they're not, they're not going to be able to not ignore it. And so I do think we're going to start seeing some things within the next two to three years. Um, but I'm I'm actually excited. Uh, what concert are you excited about the most this summer? Um, you know, I am definitely going to say it's Renaissance. I think anybody who says Renaissance World Tour. Is not the one that you're you're not you know looking forward to, then you'll be a damn fool. Um, anything, everything else, I think everybody is just slapping their tours out to get a profit. The only one that makes sense, you know, as a new artist is Chloe. Like you know, yeah. I mean, Ella May as well. I think that she also let her album breathe um, enough for to go on tour with it. Mary J. Ooh, Blige did it. Tour. It, it. It was long, but I feel like, listen, if your album came out last week. You should not be announcing a new tour for the album that just came out last week. Yeah. Like, that's almost ridiculous to me that we are at that point with music. Like, you know, like, we don't even know the lyrics to your music to the point where we even have to go on tour. So I think everything else just doesn't make sense to me. But, I'm just, again, I think everybody that's going on tour right now, correct me if I feel like mainly these are girls. Yeah. You're right. Because you mentioned that we we did not talk about male artists, but do you even think that there are any male artists that are even left right now that are even in the conversation for us to even watch them go on tour outside of Vanessa? No, no, and I and you know and that's you know I had this conversation before with you know even with Usher like I love Usher's residency it was amazing it was like one of the best things I've seen in such a long time. But I'm ready for Usher to put out some new music. Like, I think that, he, yes, he is riding this wave of his residency. And I think, you know, his fans are enjoying it. But we need some new music. I feel like, I, I'm disappointed we haven't gotten it yet. I feel like he had a moment, like, last year when the residency really was popping. Um, even in 2021, 20, whatever, like, that, we need new music. I, I think Usher needs to do a world tour with his music. With but I think fans do this thing. Fans do this thing with older artists where we say we want new music and then when it come out it don't get supported. Like, you know, I like, agree. What's like what's the last song that Usher had out that people really just went up for? Not his fans, but I'm talking mm -hmm. about like people. Like, so, damn, that Usher song was hot. Like that shit was crazy. That's true. And it seemed yeah. like he he gotta do the thing that we think that R and B artist has to do right now, which is be a rapper. 
That's what he's doing with his music lately. No Limit and all that other stuff. Usher has been rapping lately. So I feel like his yeah. fans and his the people who listen to Usher don't feel like he's feeding them. And I feel like a lot of people do this thing with their music. Like, you know, their music with the older people where they say, we want music music. They told Lil' Kim they wanted new music so much to the point where she put out that goddamn album and that shit was horrible. They didn't like it. Uh, they told Brandy they wanted another album after 211. I didn't necessarily care for B7 myself, but they, they didn't get supported. That's true. And for that God's is- sake, who keeps telling Tony Braxton to put out a new album? Oh, child, I don't know. But I do agree with you. I think that um, I, I do agree with you. Uh, ooh, LMA tickets are cheap. Um, so dirt. <laughs> it's her, her her VIP and everything is cheaper than Chloe's. <laughs> I, I don't agree. understand how. In my city, her VIP tickets is eighty two dollars and fifty cents, and then the damn the damn regular was about thirty dollars, and both of those were resale tickets. So I said, people really don't want to go to see you. Oh wow, this is interesting. Oh, I, I just couldn't get into that second album, but I don't know. Um, but I find it interesting. I agree with everything that you just said. Um, so um, I'm going to end um this podcast with um first saying thank you. But please tell everyone what is next for you. Like I know there's some things that you're not going to share. You don't have to. But like what what can we expect to come from you? You know, really soon. Um, music with fashion, just you know, other projects. Like what can we expect from you? Yeah. So this year is again a year of making people see. Um, I think I've had people who have been along with me on this journey. So I want to shout out to everybody who has been in my, you know, circle with me throughout these years because I've been really developing my sound as an artist. So um, I think that, you know, you guys may get a taste, maybe a small EP. I don't want to say an album or a mixtape or nothing like that. Maybe a small EP, maybe some songs, but definitely something to introduce to y'all who I am as an artist. Um, You know, of course, I won't be going that shot. Um, My artist name will be said later. Um, But, you know, there is some some redeveloping that I feel like needs to happen right before I press that go. But we have to stop sign. We have to stop sign. You know, and when that light hit green, we're going to go. But, you yes. know, like, right now, you know, I'm cooking. I'm, I'm cooking. Like, you know what my sister said? When I'm cooking in the kitchen like a pot roast, it's going to take a little minute. Yes. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a second for me to really put it there and really put that finishing touch on it. But I think that all good things, you know, come to those who wait. And I've yes. really been just cooking this. Like, this is really, like, a sound. I think that people think that a gay rapper is supposed to sound like a saucy Santana. Which, yeah. I mean, it, it can be that, but I think that, you know, you need to hear real bitch music. Um, and that's yeah. what I'm bringing to the stage. You know, I'm bringing raw, um, uncut, unfiltered, and just me. Um, yeah. and that, that comes with the fashion, that comes with all of what you said earlier. So I appreciate the, the platform of being able to, you know, chat, let people know what's up. Um, Because I appreciate all that we have been doing on Clubhouse. And if y'all not, make sure that y'all check in with all that we're doing over there and other platforms. Because we ain't ain't really doing the the Clubhouse thing for too much longer. But um, make sure that y'all stay stay tuned with all that me and Daryl have coming up soon. Because we may even try to, you know, work on a little song. We've been been chatting. 
Um, yes. So, yes, yes. Um, this year is just all about just get into the money, get into the bag. Baby, and he making me rap, y'all. He making me rap. Yes, y'all. I think I love to make people rap. That's my thing. I love to make a bitch a rapper. Um, but um, yeah, I think that Daryl has something. You know, he be he be playing like he be not rapping already on his story. So we're gonna try to you know work on that. Um, I love it. Yes, you know, like that's that's just you know I I hear certain tone. That's just part of my artistry. I be writing sometimes, and when I'm writing, I can hear somebody like, oh, like he was sound good on that. Like you know, like you know. Yeah. So I was writing, you know, one day, and I just felt like how outspoken you are about just body positivity. And I think that that's also where I'm at as well. Is like you know, like I'm a thick girl, like not big, not that, but I think people need to right. understand what's, what what is given. And only big girls, only thick girls can really give it how we can give it. And I think that yeah. that type of perspective and in, in, in music um, needs to be heard, you know? So I was just thinking of how can I blend my music with the people that are around me that do music? And I had finally heard something that just felt like I'm not going to his world, he's not coming to my world but we meeting in the middle, like this is right here on this planet. And that's where I'm at right now. I don't wanna like do anything that's not feel good to me right now. That's why I don't wanna push out my music. I have music, it ain't like I can't put out of something. I just wanna make sure that this is that. And then I have visuals to come with it because when you start putting out music, people don't just want to just hear it. People want to see you do it too. So Absolutely. I think it comes and people think that music is cheap. It ain't cheap. Listen. You know, quality music is not cheap. Quality budgets, visuals and clothes, all of this ain't cheap. Um, so, you know, if y'all want to fund our artistry, make sure that y'all hit our cash app, our PayPal, do what y'all got to do. But this is not cheap of what we're doing. I'm trying it's to not. give y'all what we got to do and then still do a nine to five, still do what we doing to be able to survive. So shout out to anybody that's doing artist shit in 2023, yes. because that is, that is a real struggle. Um, because you feel like you're not giving too much of yourself to your artistry uh -huh. and then you're trying to give your, your social, you know, your social life. So shout out to everybody that's doing that. Um, it's, it's a bad I, and I wanted to ask you one more quick question because you just brought this up. What are your thoughts on, you know, independent artists, um, do you think independent artists need a, a bigger platform as far as like, uh, no, no, like notoriety, like at, 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 at um, like the Grammys, BT Wars, so like, like the AMAs, do you think like uh, independent artists need a, a, a space where they are also celebrated? Because it seems like a lot of them are, you know, competing with, you know, the, the labels and, you know, it's kind of difficult being an independent artist. Do you think that they need a larger a, a space where they are heard? I think, or do you think there are, it already is there? No, I don't think it exists. Um, well, in a way, I think that there are, you know, channels on YouTube, like a color show, um, Tiny Desk, the Terrell show, you know, all of those things. And I think how do we try to bring like the ways that we used to intake new artists that necessarily weren't signed. Like, you know, we used yeah. to watch them on TV and we don't watch TV anymore. So I think that unfortunately putting them on award shows wouldn't really work, I would say. Um, yeah. Especially the pre-shows. I think people look at BT Awards pre-shows, that's like whatever. 
Um, so I think finding an avenue to something that we love or prestigious, whether that was, you know, a talk show online, like the, the Carisha mm-hmm. Please, I think that we need to start finding ways to bring more today driven or like what more current driven like you know people and try to let those people and show us music and, and the new artists just like they did with free and, and and you know all of those different people from 106 and park but i think doing it maybe on a youtube platform or yeah on even if it's the shade room why do we not have you know the shade room having real you know segments of talent like you know like why yeah. do we not have the neighborhood talk or whoever it's going to be revolt tv like why there's a whole revolt tv they're doing carisha please but we don't have anybody that's pushing the music you know and i see that diddy's doing um you know motown you know records now so what does that mean for the state of music you know like so i think that there are you know independent people who are doing really really well for themselves and you know because tink is independent still you know and Mm -hmm. all these different people so we see them you know, and they're they're getting in the spaces that a regular artist would, but at the end of the day, you know, like is your music good? Are you pushing it? Like, you know, like I feel like there's so much that a label can't give you that you can still bring yourself, even if you're not signed, to the point where people are gonna look at you. So I think that's true. You play your part, play your position, and people are going to tune in. So that's really all it is, you know, and that's for me. Like, you know, that's why I'm not about to just put something out for myself because as an independent artist, okay, the labels and the people want what you got. They want your views. They want your algorithm. They want your knowledge, all that. Okay, I can do that for myself. But what they can't do is the vision. That is true. Well, Sha, thank you so much for um, doing this podcast. Please put, let everyone know how they can follow you, where they can follow you. Please drop them socials. So yes. Can, so they can follow you. Please let them know. So you guys can follow me on Notorious Shad. That's N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S-S-H-A-D on all platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram. Almost anything that's really a social media platform, that's my name on there. I try to keep it consistent. That's been my name since the beginning. My people who follow me following me. Um, I need to give you a little fan base name yet, but we ain't gonna go there yet. But um I definitely um, is notorious shot on everything um, for sure. Um, and if y'all are on Clubhouse, then make sure that y'all follow me. Follow Bucci Cat Radio. That's also my podcast with my group, my girls. Um, you know, if y'all want to follow me on any of that, it's just real raw everywhere around me. I don't do the fake shit. So if y'all want to approach me, y'all want to get in on some podcasts, y'all want to talk about music, y'all want to talk about anything. I promise y'all, it's always one holiday and you can do it. So I thank you, Daryl, so much for doing this podcast, bringing me onto the floor. Um, and hopefully, of course, you know, they'll see me more in the future with things that you're doing and more endeavors that you Absolutely. have. Absolutely. I just want to thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. This was a great conversation. Um, so y'all, thank y'all for tuning in and listening to Daryl's 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 Until next time, peace. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics. Any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed. Or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about, 
on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. Don't be a bugger and pay your 